Welcome to the World of Speakers podcast brought to you by Speaker Hub. In this special series, we interview speaking experts on how to navigate the coronavirus as a professional speaker. Here's your host, Ryan Foland. I am excited to talk with our guest today, Samantha Kelly, who is not only known as the tweeting goddess, but she's become a friend and it's a great example of how Twitter can truly create connections. And as a speaker, I love Twitter and a lot of speakers that I know really still don't get it. So we have Samantha Kelly here today. I'm super excited. All the way in from Ireland. How are you doing this morning? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. Well, I am excited because as I came up with the different topics that I wanted to cover for special COVID-19 episodes, a big one that came to mind is community. And Mm. honestly, you were the first person that popped to mind. Just didn't even have a chance to finish a thought and it was there. And that's why we're going to talk to you about community for speakers and event planners in a world that's post COVID-19. So I want to first start off with letting anybody who is listening that you need to go listen to Sam and I's original podcast on the world of speakers. It is by far one of my absolute favorite. It still gets traction to this day. It was so much fun. We talked about your drunk uncle. We talked about driving and we talked about just life in a really interesting way. So we're not going to get into that, but that's a teaser to check it out. That was really good fun. And it was like we were just sitting there chatting, having a cup of tea, wasn't it? It Yeah, totally. Well, kind of like we are now. So let's get into the chat. I want to first talk about community from the perspective of a speaker and an event coordinator. Talk to me about this new post-COVID-19 world and tell me about as a speaker, what you need to be thinking about when it comes to building community, and as an event planner, some of the things that you have to consider now, granted the new state of affairs. I'll go with the event planner first because they must be suffering a lot at the moment. So I'm very aware that this is a really tough time for them because they're kind of just stuck, frozen in space. (laughs) They can't make any plans. Like normally, even now, they'd be planning Christmas things. They plan months in advance. And I really do feel for them, but this is an opportunity for them to really tap into the community. I was talking to someone today and they said they had whatever amount on their newsletter. And I went, okay, right. So what are we going to do there? So really it's about your current customers that you have already. Just send them an email and say, how are you? How are you getting on through this? Not selling anything, nothing like that, but just say, asking how they are. And then to get new customers, this is the time to increase your email list, okay? So start adding value. Start maybe reminiscing about an event you did already last year and say, oh my God, this event would have been happening next month. Do you remember the time when such and such was on the stage and the response of the audience? Start talking, telling stories. And us Irish, we're great storytellers. But if you're at events, I'm sure you have a lot of stories to tell. And actually, you could even do one, Confessions of an Event Planner. I would love to read that. So things like that. Use your imagination, your creativity to tell stories about what used to happen and past events. And then maybe just get people reminiscing and remembering so that when you do finally get the chance to launch something, even if it's online, they're going to want to come to that because they're going to be missing. Oh, I really like to see Sam. She's on that. You know, they start mentioning people who are really, really strong that people know and get them on a Zoom or webinar and start doing little webinars to add value. Because a lot of people in the event space actually wouldn't, for example, be very good on Twitter. You could start adding value to these clients if you're an event planner and say, right, 
let's start learning some stuff so that the next event we do, we'll be even stronger. There's a lot to dive in there. First of all, in my mind, all I can think of, do you remember the time? Yeah, yeah I had a different song in my head. I had, do you remember? That, I had that one in my head. Sorry. Oh, okay. Well, hey, both the same <laughs> words, different song, right? Well, I think, yes. and here's the question though, because the easy answer is to say, contact them and get in touch. But there are so many people that are reaching out, like product that you bought five years ago. I had a special edition mm-hmm. with Dan Gingis and Mary Drummond and Shep Hyken all on customer service. Mm-hmm. And I want to get your opinion, this idea of reaching out and connecting without sounding like everyone else. So this idea of storytelling and reaching out with, this is what happened as a unique community building approach. Oh, absolutely. Because they're going to get that FOMO feeling. They're going to get that, gosh, I didn't go to that one. When was that? And then they'll start doing a bit of research and then you could have a call to action at the end. Look, if you don't want to miss the next one that we do like this, sign up to our newsletter. But just to give you an example of the person I know, they just had a new baby. And I said, when was the last time you sent a newsletter? And he said, oh, I don't know, about six months ago. And I went, well, I think they'd like to know that you have a new baby. So I revised him to actually put a picture of him and the new baby up in the newsletter. And I said, I bet you'll get more clicks on that newsletter than any other newsletter because it's real, Ryan. And people are suffering. They want a little bit of joy. They want a bit of happiness. They want a bit of hope. So if you can give that in any way, if you have any nice news stories about your team or anything like that, put it in a newsletter. But don't just say COVID-19 newsletter. Don't call it that. Call it our newest addition to our team, for example. Have you met our newest addition to our team? And then have a picture of the baby or something. Make it fun. Start thinking outside the box, uh, but definitely talking about reminiscing is really good and storytelling. You could even have one of your speakers. Why don't you reach out to one of your speakers you had before at an event and ask them to tell a little story or maybe to do a little video or something. Add value. When you add value, and Dan Gingas would say this a lot, you know, it's about surprising and delighting your customers. I know that one of my clients, a lot of the workers are washing their hands a lot and she does this really good BAM, uh, Just BAM hand cream. And so we sent a box to the hospital up the road. Um, she did. She sent a box. And I said, that's really kind what you just did there. And she was like, oh, it's fine. I was like, no, no, that is really good. So I made sure she tweeted it out and stuff. A company at corporate contacted her and offered to sponsor 150 boxes to another hospital. So there wow. you go. It's about when you start showing what you're doing during this crisis, this pandemic. So even if you're not working and you're frustrated, do something for someone else and it will take you out of your own head. So I would definitely start sharing stories or asking, have you any stories? We'd love to share them. We'd love to inspire our members or other team members and stuff. So it's um, not only a community building technique, it's also a psychotherapy and counseling technique. <laughs> yeah, we all need it at the moment, Ryan. It's really difficult. There's a lot of scared people out there and there are a lot of people suffering financially or mentally. And it's really hard for some people. So this is your time to shine and stand out from the rest by if you are going to send a newsletter to your contacts or social media is the best way. Anyway, take them on a journey, like start showing what you're up to. You mentioned to me, oh, I've seen your walks on the beach. I've seen you do this. You forget who's watching sometimes. But all I'm doing is sharing what I'm up to, really. Yeah. Yeah. I think people, um, get, they overthink their content and I walk around and I try to find lizards. Like I just look for lizards. And so I see a lizard and there's this one lizard that always hangs out on the wall. So I'm like, I want to call him Wally. And then I tweeted and somebody said, no, no, the better name is Waldo. 
So then I created a poll. Mm. I'm like, very unimportant poll, everyone. Should it be Wally yeah. or Waldo? And you know, hundreds yeah. of people are interacting about naming a lizard. It just mm. keeps the conversation going. And it's a chance exactly. to let people get to know you. Exactly. So there you go. It's not all about your business. It's about you. People buy from people. You are the reason they do business with you. So start showing what's going on for you so they can identify with it as well. And we've been talking about your role as an event planner to stay in front of your community. I think a lot of those are going to translate to putting your speaker cap on. But is there anything different or unique or some sage advice for speakers right now who are struggling? Should they be reaching out to event organizers? What is your best advice in this current climate? Well, the only event I ever reached out to was uh, the Chamber in Philadelphia. I organized this event ages ago, but it got cancelled. It was last week. It was this week, sorry. And I ended up doing a webinar to the audience instead. So there are different ways you can connect with these people. So if you were booked for an event, a lot of the events are, the, the really cool, innovative events are going online. But another thing is to create your own event as a speaker. Mm. Show that you're the boss. Show that you're creating an event and create one yourself and get other speakers because you, by helping other speakers get in front of an audience, they're going to remember that. So let's say, Ryan, you're asked to speak at such and such a thing and you can't do it. They might say, do you know anyone else who can talk about community? And you'll go, yeah, I know a girl in Ireland. So this is the thing. If you help others in your community, the speakers community, like Speaker Hub is a brilliant example of that. Start helping these people do an event, maybe host an event yourself. So don't be waiting for someone to contact you and don't think you have to reach out to anyone. You keep being the best of what you do and they will come to you. I love that. And one thing that I've been trying to do during this period is thinking of how I can connect with other speakers and mm -hmm. thinking of doing special edition podcasts with these speakers reaching out to people who I haven't talked to in a while, but we shared the stage a few years ago. And we all have this sense of camaraderie because we're all going through this together. But if you as a speaker are not building your network within speakers, then imagine flash forward six months, a year later, you're going to miss the opportunity to have that bond that you've been through this together. And one quick yep. example, I have a speaker that I've known about for a while. I've admired him and I finally shared the stage with him. So I became on his radar or, or I got more involved and I was like, how can I engage more? He had a virtual class that normally I would not go to. I'm not going to go to another speaker's virtual class. But I said, you know what? Why not? And I did it. And today's my fifth day. And it's been so amazing to be a participant in an event. Yeah. But he put on his own event. And like, now I'm connected with him. I drew some stick figures for him. You know, like we're bonding there. And we always remember who has supported us. And I think you will agree you retweet my tweets. I mean, I know you're a supporter. I've actually told some of my clients to follow you. So it's like, follow this guy. He's a good guy. And people will always remember how you made them feel. I always say that. So it's about finding the right people that are on the same buzz as you, but you can help each other totally. And even if it is a case of they're talking to the event organizer and then they say, actually, I also need a Twitter on LinkedIn. Do you know anyone who can do that? And there you go. Boom. This is you all know, top of so, mind things. And it, what's interesting, yeah. we've talked about Dan Gingis, we've talked about Mary Drum, we've talked about Shep Hyphen, we're talking about these people because they come top of mind. That's because we're interacting yeah. with them. So yeah. this gentleman that I went to his workshop, you might or might not know him, and I'm going to butcher his last name, but Vin G-I-A-N-G. So Vin Gang, he's from Australia. 
anyways, no, I he, don't know. So here's the thing, like Do now, now. You're good, right? <laughs> yeah. Again, that, I think that that's a great example of in real time. Now, whoever listens to this is going to check out Dan. They're going to check out Vin. Yeah. They're going to check out you. So yeah. I think it's a chance of showing by example that it you're not after the gig. You're after the long haul. And that means riding yes. kind of those ups and downs. But even, um, okay, for example, Dan, right? So Dan came to my presentation in social media marketing world. He didn't have to do that. Guy Kawasaki was on the other stage. He didn't have to do that. And I knew he came to support me. And I remember that. We got a picture together and stuff. So then when I was looking for a speaker to come over to my conference, of course, Dan was on my radar. I wanted someone that I knew I got on with. I knew that would really my audience would get on with. Because don't forget, my audience would nearly be a reflection. Like my conferences would be a reflection of what I've built, which is my community. I know what my audience want. I know they want authentic. They want fun. They want someone that's going to engage them and someone that's going to add value. And so it's about getting those kind of people around you. So speakers, I would strongly encourage to help each other, even if it's a retweet, even if it's just sharing their post, get to know each other and maybe invite them on to a webinar. I actually just wrote an article about this. Maybe I go on a podcast and then you go on one of my webinars, Ryan. It's about giving and receiving. It's not about take, take, take. Yeah. And I think that a lot of people look at gaining media, which is a podcast or getting featured in a publication or being included in a roundup. These are all things that a lot of speakers are striving to get. But what you don't realize is that a lot of the reasons why we get featured and get asked to podcast is because we're referring each other. Yes. <laughs> and that's community. So yeah. I believe in abundance when it comes to speaking. And Josh Linkner, speaking of another speaker, he does a great way of framing it that it's like a multi-billion dollar industry. However many speakers there are, there's enough stages for everyone. Yes. And so we have to realize that this idea of community building is what creates that connection. And people say, oh, do you know someone who can speak about this? And actually someone did contact me on Twitter a couple of weeks ago. I said, look, do you know someone who can talk about Instagram? And I knew there was a girl who came and spoke at my conference. She was fantastic. Her name is Sarah Tasker. And so I recommended her. And so myself and Sarah ended up on the same interview, which was yeah. really fun. But also he wanted someone who was a, kind of a beginner on Twitter. And so I was able to bring one of my clients on and she was so happy. She was like, oh my God, <laughs> she was so excited. So it's all about, like Dan always said, surprise and delight your customers and give them a little boost. And it's all about making connections with media also, just to add that bit in. Don't forget the media will also love to feature your event from time to time if they're doing something around that topic. I was doing an Irish sign language webinar for a charity. We do it every Friday morning here in Ireland. And it was just to help out the charity because my daughter's deaf and I wanted to kind of give back to the charity. So I had the technology. They didn't know how to do it. And we brought it online. And the funny thing was an Irish Times journalist, I had reached out to him and then he reached out a week later and said, actually, my God, you wouldn't believe it. They're doing an article all about the deaf community in self-isolation. I said, no way. And he said, yeah, come on, give me the details of the webinar. So there you go. So it's about building relationships with media as well. I want to transition into Twitter magic, and it's really a, a building upon the conversation that we're having. Now, mm. you are known for your tweet that changes the world, the tweet heard around the world. I've seen some articles with those titles. So maybe just a very quick history of where this came from, and then maybe we can touch on a handful of not general, but very specific tactics that speakers can start to do today 
to try to figure out Twitter or at least have some content over the next few months or year so that they're not just absent. So I when I, when I go to their yeah. Twitter, their pinned tweet isn't from 10 years ago and their last yeah. post isn't from before that. So tell me about hashtag Twitter magic. Well, Twitter magic was always a hashtag that I used just because I like to spread Twitter magic because people call it magic the way I can make some connections. And I'm actually beginning to think maybe I'm known more for community building than I am for tweeting, which is funny. So I'm actually expanding my own skill set. But the tweet that changed the world, which was the title of that thing, was I just did a tweet, Ryan. I wanted to do something when all this started. And a friend of mine actually from Irish Tech News, Ronan, he was self-isolating. So I was talking to him about getting a guest on his podcast. And um, I said, geez, Ronan, you must be very lonely. Like, how are you coping self-isolating? Because he has an underlying illness. And he said, oh, you know, I go to the shop now and then, but I try and stay in. So I was like, oh my God, that must be so lonely. So I said, how can I help Ronan? So I did a tweet and I said, look, if anyone needs any help, if they're self-isolating, use the hashtag self-isolation and I will connect you with other people who are self-isolating. So I thought I'd create a community of people who were self-isolating. That's how it started. And then this other lady, a BBC journalist in the UK, she's based in Ireland now, but she jumped in and said, oh, what about the people? Can we do something to help these people like do deliveries or walk their dogs or whatever? And they said, what could we do? And I said, well, why don't we create hashtag self-isolation help? So we created that. And now there are people all over Europe at the moment. I don't know about America, but it's all over Europe. If I'll, you read, I'll search, retweet a couple. We'll see if we can yeah, bring it to the States. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag self-isolation help. You'll find lots of people saying, yes, I live in New York. I can pick up groceries. I can do this. I can do that. Amazing. It was just lovely. And the news picked up on it. I was on Euro News. I was on RTE News. The film crew came to my office. It was so funny. It was just so funny. It was just bizarre. And it was the first time one of my tweets went viral. And I was like, oh my God, all these years, <laughs> all I had to do was you know, what I'm always doing, which is just a bit of kindness, but still it was just picked up by the right people at the right time. And for those that are listening, what you have created is not a business pitch. It's not a product that you're selling. It's not a new topic that you're discovering. It's not a podcast that you were on. It's not a media that you were featured in. It's just what you were thinking. You tweeted it. And I think some of the best Twitter content is just slice of mind. I had a chance to meet Jack Dorsey because he spoke in Haiti at an event that I did at the Haiti Tech Summit. And it was really interesting to hear how Twitter started. It was his fascination with maps and tracking. And he initially did it just to be able to see status on where his mom was like throughout the day. And the whole thing of like, what are you doing now? That was the prompt to it. So then he geeked out with technology and GPS and he could figure out where people are doing what. And so Twitter at its core is just answering the question, what are you doing? I'm looking at lizards. I want to help somebody out. I made a mistake. I'm human. Like all of these things. So as a speaker, this is a time, I believe, to create your own Twitter magic by forgetting about what you think you need to post and just posting about how you're feeling, maybe being a bit more vulnerable in my book, Ditch the Act, it's about ditching that act and not trying to put yourself in the best light possible, but just sharing who you really are and what's going on. You've seen my pictures with no makeup on, haven't you, Ryan? I mean, it's not pretty, but people actually have said to me, especially women, that they absolutely love that I do that. And I've actually put the difference up. I put one of like no makeup and one of my makeup. And I was like, don't believe everything you see. So the women loved it because it shows me like, and I'm not exactly slimmer of the year, but I try and kind of show it like it is. And that's what people want. And that's what people need right now. 
empathy is a huge leadership trait, as you know, probably empathy and compassion. And I think that's what we need to be shown at the moment. And if it's not genuine, we'll spot it. So if you're an idiot offline, you'll be an idiot online. That was a quote that we pulled from your first episode (laughs) and we've shared it. We could probably flip that to make a positive and say, yeah, if you're good with people offline, you'd be really good with people online. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that social media, in particular, Twitter, is intimidating for a lot of speakers. Yes. I actually think there's a huge fear around Twitter. Yeah, there is. And it's something I come across a lot. But when my clients learn from me what it's really like, they go, oh, my God. And it opens up a whole new world for them. And they just love it. You said, oh, my God. So that's the reaction that your clients get. That's what I want our listeners and viewers to hear. So my challenge to you is to come up with three of the best Twitter tips that make you go, O-M-G. And to make it even harder, the first tip has to start with O, the second tip has to start with M, and the third one has to start with G. Here we go. The O-M-G challenge. I just made it up. Okay. So O, be open. Okay. Be open. Make someone stay. And the last one, and then we'll dig into it. What's the G? Gratitude. Gratitude. Okay. So the new OMG theory for Twitter is to be open, to make someone's day, and to have gratitude. Tell me some specifics on how to make that happen so that I go, oh my (laughs) God. I'll give you an example. When I told people how I was feeling around the crisis and around people suffering and stuff like that, I got a really good reaction because everyone went, yeah, me too. And when people feel the same way, it makes them feel good because it's like, okay, hang on now. This woman, I thought she had it all and she's really successful, but even she has bad days. So, oh, be open. And you're saying be open with how you're feeling, be open about the emotions. Yeah, but also be open to new connections. So Ah. be open to anybody. Don't just be engaging with the influencers or the same people all the time. Go and be open to new experiences, new relationships. You're not going to meet new different people that will open your world and open your mind unless you're open to that. But what if there are millions and millions of people on Twitter and I have no idea who to connect with? I'm open to it. Just ask me. (laughs) (laughs) Just tweet to Tweeting Goddess and say, look, I want to connect with such and such a thing or such and such type person or whatever. There are lots of different communities on Twitter. There are eco-sustainable communities. There are communities all about women in business. There are communities that love food, foodies tech communities. So whatever topic you're interested in, windsurfing, fishing, you will find that community on Twitter. And I think that will help people understand because you're really not trying to appeal to everyone on Twitter. And I think people assume like you want everyone to like you. No, it's like any other platform should be, which is an ability to have a community that Mm -hmm. you involve and have conversations with. Okay. Yeah. Talk to me about make someone's day and then some specific examples and maybe hashtags to use. Okay. The way I make someone's day is I have Twitter lists. So I use Twitter lists and Twitter lists. Some people don't understand really Twitter lists. I have people on my Twitter lists. And the reason I have them there is because someday I'd like to have a cup of tea with that person. Someday I'd like to meet that person. Someday I'd like to collaborate with that person. You could have lists of potential leads. I wouldn't make them public. I'd make them private. Or you could have a code word on your list so you can call that person awesome or whatever. (laughs) You can use different code words. So when you make someone's day, if I add someone to my impressive females list, that makes their day. They're like, oh, 
Tweeting Goddess just put me on her awesome females list. Or if I put someone on my cool people list, the guys like that, oh, I'm on Tweeting Goddess's cool people list. That's kind of cool. But I love to find a new person on Twitter who only has a few followers, someone that's selling something on Etsy or something, you know, like knitted booties for a baby or something like that. And I love to retweet them. And that makes their day. They're like, oh my God, I just got retweeted to 52,000 people. And I've started so many new relationships with people from doing things like that, you know, or someone, a charity, make someone's day. You know, you see someone fundraising for a GoFundMe thing, retweet it, highlight it for them. They really appreciate that. Yeah. It's an opportunity to put yourself out there. And as a speaker, if you want to be known for speaking, why not use Twitter as a platform to practice, to get out there? I will tell you, I've had people call me wanting to know about my availability for a conference. And I've asked them, how did you find me? Mm -hmm. One of them said, I just Googled dynamic speaker. A tweet came up. I looked at your Twitter feed. It led me to your LinkedIn. It led me to your website. So Twitter ranks really high when it comes to search engine optimization. And Mm -hmm. if you're not there and you're not present, and these are tweets actually, right? Not just your profile. Okay. So, oh my, talk to me now about the G. Yes, I do talk about gratitude a lot because as you know, like I'm 11 years sober and it is part of my life. And if I'm not grateful, I will not enjoy anything. (laughs) Yeah, And I think gratitude, I'm very grateful for where I am now. I wasn't always where I am now. I was a lone parent on social welfare when I started my business. And I'm, when you have gratitude, you won't want for anything. And I was just saying to my husband, you know, we're just thinking, you know what I said to him, I don't have everything I want but I have everything I need. And that's really important because a lot of people don't have everything they need. And so it's about feeling grateful and then helping others and giving back. So that's why gratitude is really important because you forget how far you've come and you could be having a bad day. And it's like, oh, I didn't get booked for that or I didn't get that client. But then I remember, hang on a second, Samantha, will you stop and just remember where you were this time three years ago? And we have to show gratitude when you're grateful You won't want for anything when you're grateful for what you have. I love that. Oh my God. That was a great job being thrown under the love bus to come up with a pop quiz, making Twitter tips off of something that you said, which I turned into. Yeah, you're so cruel. (laughs) Don't let him catch you out doing that. (laughs) Okay. So I want to transition into the final part of this show. There's so much to reflect back on everything from, as an event planner, building community by reaching out, checking in, telling stories, and not just mm-hmm. saying COVID-19 is here. From a speaker perspective, supporting other speakers, connecting with other speakers. This is yep. a chance to work on our relationships to build community. When it comes to Twitter magic, the importance of being open, showing gratitude, and making somebody's day. OMG, yeah. in no particular order there. But if you were to take your best guess... What does the future hold? How long will this last? When will things come back to normal? Will there be a new normal? Mm. What is your prediction for the speakers around the world? There's going to be a new normal, I predict. I predict a lot more online virtual events, definitely. There'll be audiences, there could be conversations, quizzes, things like that. Definitely more online activity, which suits me because my Women's Inspire Network has always been online definitely more webinars. I know loads of people didn't even realize they could do Zoom calls. 
And there's not only Zoom, there are other platforms out there, folks. You know, I use Crowdcast, whereby there's lots of different platforms. Definitely people are learning how to bring their business. Like I know that one lady in particular does yoga classes. She couldn't do her yoga classes. And now she's doing them online. She's doing yoga every morning. And now she has people signing up for her yoga classes every night. They do their yoga or whatever. So she's actually starting to do workshops now and courses Oh, it's amazing. And actually, I'm so glad because she'd already done my six-step program when this happened. So she was well ahead of the rest. So it's just brilliant that I'm seeing all these people pivot slightly. And one girl even said, you know, I don't think I'll go back offline. This is great. I don't have to pay for premises. I don't have to pay for rates, council rates. A lot of them are seeing the advantages just being online. Another lady has a shop and she's thinking, right, you know, I can actually, I'm actually getting sales online here. I don't even have to be in the bricks and mortar shop. So yeah, it's amazing. All right. Well, you've heard it here. I just want to give a special shout out to Speaker Hub for continuing to sponsor my crazy idea for this podcast. We're like 70 episodes plus. It's been like three plus years. And when I came to them and said, can I deter from the normal programming? And can we just do some real specific COVID-19 episodes? They said, yes. And you had mentioned it. It's a great way to find and connect with a community of speakers. They do have a really good call for speakers search engine. So as more people are showcasing and looking for speakers for digital events, that's another place to be found. Speakerhub.com. Samantha, oh my goodness gracious. This has been fun. And do you know what, Ryan, the fact that we're actually having this conversation and I'm on the podcast for the second time, by the way, is because we've built a relationship. We haven't met in real life yet. This is the future for now. I think it's always you can't beat real life. Absolutely. But you can bring your business and build relationships online and then take them offline. It's totally doable and you can get business. You can get sales. It does work. And this is proof of it. The fact that we're doing this podcast. There we go. Well, I've got roots in Ireland and I'm excited to speak at your event if we're able to. And if not, if we need to go virtual, I'm there. And again, we had Winnie Sun on talking about finance for speakers. And she said, this is a long-term play. You always Mm -hmm. have to look at the long game. So Mm -hmm. from what I heard, it sounds like you're really doing a lot of the exact same stuff you did before. And it's worked before and it's working now. Where do people go to get more of the tweeting goddess? Where do you want to put them so that they can show up in your inbox or end up in your feed? If you just want to follow me on Twitter at tweeting goddess and mention Ryan and mention the podcast, I'd be very happy and I'll share it. And if you want to join the Women's Inspire Network, it's womensinspirenetwork.com with an S, Women's Inspire Network. We do weekly webinars and means you get more access to me. And yeah, I'm on Twitter, LinkedIn, everything really I love Twitter and LinkedIn. So if you are in business, if you're in events, if you're a speaker, definitely I would be raising your profile on those platforms. All right. Well, Samantha, well said. It's been fun as always. And again, I feel like we're friends and we are friends because (laughs) we've been in touch and we continue to be in touch. So I'm excited to continue to support you. Keep the pictures of nature coming. Be open as you are. Make sure to make somebody's day, which you always do. And I have no doubt that you're going to continue to have gratitude. Ladies and gentlemen, speakers, not speakers, event planners, anybody in the world, you got this. And just think to yourself, if you think to yourself, oh my God, I can't do this. Turn it and say, oh my God. Oh my God. I I can can do this. I can do this. (laughs) Thanks again, Samantha. You're welcome. Thank you so much.